0: Hello everybody, its me, and, and its me,
1: the Steve Cut. I was close to finishing the editing on this and working on verifying things that I've said, looking for errors, noticing all the things that I left out that I wanted to say, etc, etc. I have a 25 to 28-ish minute version, just about finished and wrapped up, ready to go. It was at about 30 minutes, and I knew there's a couple things I could do to it. But in honor of the Snyder Cut, I thought I'd bloat this puppy's runtime a bit and indulge. You'll be able to tell when it's the Steve Cut because of whatever sort of editing I've done to the tone of my voice.
0: Let's get into it. Snyder Cut of Justice League with a runtime of four hours and two minutes.
1: This movie movie can can be seen in theaters, theaters, if that's that's an an option option for you, or or you can stream it on HBO Max.
0: Compared to the runtime of the theatrical cut, which was two hours. That information will be slightly useful if you didn't know that already throughout my review. I have my review broken up into six chapters, which um, actually was not done uh, perfectly on purpose here. The truth is,
1: at the last minute, I realized that my notes were already broken up into six seconds, so legit,
0: not something that was planned. Not even a little. Let's begin with chapter one, which is my general thoughts on this movie. First of all, how many shirts does Aquaman have to purchase a week? Every time that he... Enters the water, he takes his shirt off, but he doesn't put them in his pockets or something. He doesn't carry a backpack with him to store his shirts. Nope. He just tosses them aside. And that's where I deleted a terrible joke about shirts being organic. Four hours is a pretty long length for a movie.
1: To make it clear, my rating out of five stars for this movie is specifically based on the four-hour experience that we were presented with, that we've been given. Had this movie been released as like a three or four episode miniseries, it would have received a different and better score.
0: Uh, but you can break this movie down. It came pre-broke, actually, like the perforations on a graham cracker. It's ready. It is begging you to break it down into smaller portions. There are six chapters in the Snyder Cut, clearly plastered beginning of each chapter. You can use those chapters as you wish. My recommendation would be to watch the movie like this. Session one, you can watch the nine-minute prologue. And then there's chapters one, two, and three. So chapters one and two are each about 30 minutes long. Chapter three is about 40 minutes long. That's a movie right there. That's about an hour and 50 minutes. Watch that in session one. Session number two, chapters four and five are each a half hour long. That's an hour. It's nothing crazy. Heck, I think there's a very natural break between chapters four and five. So you could even break those up if you need to. Session number three, watch chapter six. It's 45 minutes long. It's the conclusion. I saw the first five chapters, and then it was not for another week until I got to see chapter six, and I don't think that it lessened my experience one bit. Then there's another 20 minutes or so, an epilogue, that, honestly, I think you can skip. I'll talk about it a bit more a little later on, and I'll also talk about um why it was a week between being able to watch those. Shortly. Chapter 2. I'll call it a mini Q&A session. Question. Is it a good movie? In many ways, yes. In some ways, no. Well,
1: I mean, that That could really be be said of all movies, right? Or at least, almost all movies. Sorry for for the non-answer, but
0: obviously
1: obviously the rest rest of my review gets into some specifics, you know?
0: Is it... A better movie than the Joss cut. Subjectively? Sure. Objectively? Yes. But not by a whole lot. Not by as much as a lot of reviewers would leave you to believe. The fact that there are so many errors and issues with this movie, this cut, yet it takes more, like two more hours of time to watch, for me, is in itself an issue. There was a lot of time to make a perfect cut, but when the movie, the script, is flawed to begin with, and then you tack on an extra 120 minutes of runtime, all you've done is created more issues, different issues. At this point, I think it would be important for you to understand the conditions that I watched this movie under. My buddy couldn't help it, and he watched the movie without me. I was not shocked. I may have previously mentioned that that might occur, actually. My buddy, the same buddy, has a couple-month-old puppy that I helped to puppy-sit about once a week. So, over a span of about four to five hours while I was puppy-sitting, I got through the first three hours of the movie, and even then, I had a hyper puppy that I basically had to play tug-of-war with for at least half of the three hours while I was watching the movie. 100% immersion was not possible. Then, it was an entire week before I got to finish the final chapter and the epilogue. It is also probably worth noting that I have not rewatched the original Justice League since the first and only time that i've ever watched it i don't care for that movie the big three movies of the dc universe came out pretty closely to each other over a little over a year ago sorry i shouldn't say the big three but there were big these were at one point in time like what we were all anticipating as uh, three big movies that everyone had a lot of expectations for that would be batman versus superman uh came out in March of 2016, Suicide Squad which came out August of 2016, and then Justice League which came out in November of 2017. The hype train for all three movies was really kind of happening all at once and you know overlapping. So, they naturally can be compared to each other uh, quite easily. I disliked a lot about Suicide Squad like most of us. And yet, if I had to rank those three movies, it would be Suicide Squad, Justice League, Batman vs. Superman. This isn't saying much, because to be frank, all of the movies basically suck in my book. I don't say that easily, folks. I wanted the best like all of us did. Back to the Q&A. Did I enjoy the movie less than, as much as, or more than, the Joss cut? All in all... I'm very tempted to say as much as. But, based on my memory of my thoughts on the original cut, I can't say that. In the Snyder Cut, there are several moments, and in this movie a moment can take three to five minutes, that I think are great, fantastic, amazing. Then, you also have several that are way, way too long and unnecessary. Even some of those moments, the ones that I could praise, are too long and or unnecessary. So instead of as much as, what I'll say is that I personally enjoyed the Snyder cut more than the original cut. And I've already said, objectively, it is a better or more well-made movie. Quick side note here. This movie leads me to have bigger issues with the Joss cut now, in some ways. You see, I don't understand the need to have spent so much money, the amount of money that they did on the reshoots, etc. for Joss. There is enough here, and it is done well enough, that you could have just made your own cut with the material you had. Clearly to me, that was an ego move from Joss to put his own heavy fingerprint on the movie. I do have some more thoughts on that that I will be going over in... My epilogue. In case you are unaware, Zack Snyder originally was the director of this movie. Uh, Things happened. He was not the director of this movie. Right towards, like, the last, the end stages. I I think shooting was all completed. I think the movie was already in post. That
1: is correct. correct. The The movie movie was was already in post-production when when the switch happened.
0: happened. And then they got Joss Whedon to come in and essentially redo the movie, but um, to cut his own, to finish the movie, to cut it for theatrical release. I think that's all you need to know. Chapter three, positives. It's not that I don't have more positives, but I've got two quick positives because these positives are also going to show up with my issues on the movie, but I don't want to ignore all the good things just to talk about what I didn't like.
1: You don't know it yet, but, I mean, let's be honest here. I don't focus on too many positives, in large part because I need to justify my admittedly somewhat harsh rating of this movie. There are a lot of positives for this movie, as a standalone film, as well as when you compare it directly to the Joss cut. But, to be fair, the same could be said about the Joss cut in comparison to this movie. I'll add another positive, positive. and in general, this is mostly true of all the characters in this movie. I definitely liked this version of The Flash more than the Josh, Joss
0: Josh cut.
1: And I'm one of the people who laughed at some of those stupid-ass jokes in the Joss cut.
0: I also think that this movie has been receiving plenty of praise already, so if you want to hear the positive things, go watch most people's reviews so far. Number one is going to be the CGI. It can be great at times, but. (laughs) And then similarly, the score. It can be great at times, but. I should mention, there are two songs I remembered and enjoyed enough that I've listened to them on their own after seeing the movie that I intend to revisit in the future from time to time. I'll cover those in the epilogue. Chapter 4. Issues the score in a few spots. Typically, I like it when a movie has a really fish-out-of-water song choice for the scenario that is occurring. Like a playful, happy song as a group of people are being slaughtered. Think, like, the Barney theme song being played as Barney slices and dices up the children on his show. Uh. ironic music. Fun, fun fact,
1: most of that was actually the screens of children having, having fun and playing outside, not being
0: murdered. However, it still requires the correct choice of song. You can't just get any ironic song and, and, and it work. And I'm not so sure that Zack Snyder found the correct songs during a few of the scenes in this movie where he employed that tactic. CGI. Issues are, they're still here in this movie. Uh, They're just different issues from the first one. One example that, for whatever reason, stood out to me and has stuck um, with me is the CGI fire in this movie. It's horrible. I don't understand why it's so horrible. You had time, and in 2021, CGI fire is something that we've seemingly figured out pretty well. Cyborg. Not the character, necessarily. I mean... Obviously, I'm not going over everything, but his self-defense system. So apparently, he can't control or override or hack his own system, even though he can hack into anything else in the universe. And B, it works like one time, or, or I don't know if you want to call it work, but it, it activates itself one time, but never again. Like shortly after that scene when he awkwardly forgets that Stefan Wolf is right behind him. Shouldn't his self-defense systems kick in anyways? Danger, danger, threat, threat, fuel, bang! Down goes stopping wolf. But no. He just gets sideswiped from behind. Next, the storylines and the plots um the plot holes within and the fact that there was a lot of what I'm gonna call Game of Thrones season and uh seasons seven and eight travel lengths uh, going on in this movie for those who don't understand in the first several seasons of game of thrones it took folks entire seasons of the show to travel from one location to another depending on how far that location was from their current location like in the real world heck it took a character most of the entire series to get to a different continent now there's a little bit involved with that it's not like they were traveling directly from one continent to another, the entire series. However, in the last couple of the seasons, suddenly people could just, they could pull off a Friday the 13th and just teleport from one location to the next without any proper passage of time being shown, and even in contradiction to other timelines. Here's a storyline issue. Eh, Storyline? That That might might be be a stretch. ...issue that I actually texted my friend to help clarify because i've never seen the movie man of steel which is a part of this franchise that's my own fault that's not the movie's fault but at the same time a lot of times you want to be able to make movies um able to stand on their own as well because i'm not going to be the only one who hasn't seen man of steel and that movie came out eight years ago so back to my little story here i asked my buddy if the relationship between lois lane and clark kent was a huge focus of the Man of Steel movie. Because of the way that this movie treats or showcases mostly Lois Lane, and it's as if we as the audience already understand how deep of a love and connection that these two have. However, absolutely none of that connection is portrayed in the lead-up in this movie. If they truly built that up well in Man of Steel, that's awesome. For those who've seen and liked and emotionally connected to that storyline in Man of Steel, if that is indeed truly in there, my buddy couldn't fully remember from eight years ago, if you still have that connection, maybe you were able to quickly buy into the love that these two share. As a standalone movie... I know that I can confidently say that I felt like too much care and emotion was being asked of me for a relationship that is absolutely not built up at all, in this movie at least. Before I wrap this up, due to circumstances, some of which I've spoken about, I simply am not able to do a deep dive analysis of this movie. At this point in time, I have watched several, I want to say about five Different YouTube videos, uh, reviews. The last of which is one that I'm about to recommend. And if you would like a deeper dive or you know, spoiler-filled review, I think that's a that's the one that I'm going to lead you to. The first four reviews that I watched were mostly very positive, and they sang more praises than. I personally felt about the movie. I think there are some rose-tinted glasses that are on for a lot of the folks who ran out to see this movie on day one that it was released. who have been really anticipating this movie. Is running out to see a movie like on release date a dated term now? Hmm. But that leaves us with that last review that I watched, which is a two-plus-hour breakdown from an amazing reviewer on YouTube. I think it's Mauler, M-A-U, capital L-E-R. I will put a link to his video in my description. I agree with a lot of what he has to say about the movie. Definitely not everything, though. For instance, one moment that I'm going to speak about right now is where we get to see some of Zack Snyder's gluttony coming through. Remember I use that word, gluttony, as it will be coming up again in pretty short order. But one of the many times that Zack indulged as a director is a scene that a lot of people are talking about, and I think it was more negatively received in my sample size than positive. And I enjoyed the scene. The scene at question includes The Flash saving a woman after a car crash. It is one of the instances where a song choice was made. I thought that this scene was absolutely beautiful, if not odd but I ultimately enjoyed it. That said, it's a scene that could have been cut much more quickly. I also had some of those issues that I was just speaking about in regards to storylines and plot homes in regards to this scene.
1: What, what the hell, hell is a plot home?
0: home? idiot. Mauler, however, beautifully tears this scene to shreds in more ways than I would have thought about. I don't watch his content a whole lot, but the videos that I have watched are always really well done, and he breaks movies down consistently in my experience in a way that few people ever do. Like, really good reviewers even. He's kind of like a very good seasoned prosecutor in a courtroom with how well he slices and dices films and he provides evidence and context along the entire way. I will remind you, I don't agree with everything he says, but if you want to know at least part of why I ultimately feel that this movie is not empirically a whole heck of a lot better than the not-that-great-popcorn flick Joss Cut, check out his video. It's titled Zack Snyder's Justice League and Unbridled Rampage. Once again, from YouTuber Mauler. I should add, uh, Mauler is not always fully pc and he can be quite savage. So, I guess, trigger warning if you decide to check out his content. Next issue is the epilogue. I think we all knew that was coming. Uh, The movie's over three and a half hours long, and yet, at approximately three hours and 40 minutes in, after the movie ends, we get a 20-plus minute epilogue. I think you could cut the entire epilogue without any issue. And I think you could cut another hour out of the Snyder Cut. At a minimum, you could shorten it another 30 minutes on top of that 20 minutes. So you can get an hour and a half to an hour, I think, pretty easily cut out of this movie. And, and you would still have some time to be self-indulgent and let the movie breathe at times, which I do like and appreciate, without it being so darn long. Which, because of how I viewed the movie, wasn't such an issue. But we know by now, I believe almost any story in movie form can be told best in like two hours or less. And in fact, a part of my recommendation for this movie is that you can ignore that entire epilogue the last 20 to 30 minutes. Technically, the epilogue's really not part of a story anyways, right? They're there to tie up some loose ends. And you know, are there a few loose ends that need to be tied up um, and, and do get tied up after we had three and a half hours? Of a movie to maybe not leave any loose ends? Yep. Are they really important? Only if the whole Snyderverse thing gets a reboot. Otherwise, nah, brah. My air quotes last issue.
1: Not, not anymore. anymore. I'll, I'll be, be right, right back, back after this short issue.
0: issue. Snyder got a bit gluttonous with this release. That's it. That's the issue. That said, His diehard fans, the ones who made this possible in coordination with the worldwide pandemic, probably, by and large, love every moment of this, and that's great. Uh, Happy for them. They've, They've stuck with requesting this time and time again, and even with the pandemic, if it wasn't for them, we probably don't get this. They probably don't get this, more importantly. This is another issue that I also have some positive feelings towards. I don't dislike every moment that Snyder indulged in and given the circumstances of the release of this movie and the reaction from the diehard fans, they wanted all of it. How well will this movie age? Eh, we'll see. There There are a lot of glorified
1: glorified trailer trailer shots and scenes in this movie. It's not much less shameless shameless than that of a movie movie called The Suicide Squad. Squad. And that movie is infamously cut by a company called Trailer Park. Which, by the way, is a really creative name. And I decided to do some verification on that. And um, when you Google the company Trailer Park, they describe themselves as a leading content and entertainment marketing agency. My understanding was, and still is, that typically you'd hire this kind of company to cut the trailer for your movie. It's abnormal to hire a company like this to actually cut your entire movie, though. And the work they did definitely contributed to the criticism of Suicide Squad, that it feels like a lot of trailers stacked up on top of each other with you know little to no connective tissue. Clearly... I did do a little research, and although I got tired of going back into their archives any further, and a search at the top of their website didn't necessarily confirm that they cut the movie, all in all, and I mean all, of the evidence leads me to believe that I did find the correct company. Anyways, I took a look at their website, at their portfolio on their website. It's very interesting, it's very large, which is why I got tired of going back in time. And it it is is impressive. impressive. They've They've had some big hits, and of course course they've had some major duds too along the way way that's going to happen. But their portfolio is like 95% 95 movie trailer.
0: Chapter 5, My Conclusion For the average moviegoer who wants to watch the movie Justice League, which version would I recommend? I honestly think that it's probably close to a 50-50 split for the general audience. Neither version is a must-see. The original theatrical cut, you'll probably walk away from thinking, it was an alright, fun movie, there was some terrible CGI, some goofy and stupid stuff that you may or may not have liked, and all in all, you could have seen something better, but at least you have another two hours of your life to try again the Snyder cut, he'll probably walk away thinking something. (laughs) I personally enjoyed it, and I enjoyed that self-indulgence overall. I may get shot over this next commentary, but um, I don't really care for the movie 2001 A Space Odyssey. I think it was Stanley Kubrick just showing off what he can do and even, at points, trolling the audience. And frankly, I think the movie is nonsense, and as far as story goes, I think the audience can write whatever story they want to make whatever sense they want of that movie. Do I really look like a guy with a plan? Like art tends to be. My f- and That's an important little sentence. My feelings on the Snyder Cut are going to be similar in the sense that I think the director sort of said... Look what I can do. You
1: know what I am? I'm a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do with one if I caught it.
0: I see 2001 A Space Odyssey, and I can marvel at all of the wonderful technical achievements Stanley Kubrick did, and I can appreciate those. But as a movie for entertainment and not as a piece of art, I don't care for it. It's not an enjoyable experience for me, and that is what leads me to this recommendation. If you enjoy watching movies as a work of art, the Snyder Cut is for you. If you just want two hours of a good time to escape reality, the theatrical cut is probably for you. But don't go saying that I said it's a good time. Remember, I didn't like it. I don't think I'll be rewatching either cut, and out of those three movies... The Snyder Cut is probably the one that I would take off the shelf to watch. Plus, it can easily be broken down, so it's not really a four-hour watch if you don't want it to be. Out of five stars, I give Justice League, The Snyder Cut, two and a half stars, but with a big thumbs up and a decent smile. There's no need to go way out of your way to see this movie, if to you it's just another movie that's been released, but... If you have access to it now or in the future, hopefully what I've said has helped you to determine whether or not it's a movie you should hit play on. I hit play, and I don't regret it.
1: The The fact fact that it's a four-hour movie definitely definitely hurt hurt the the score score for me. Two and a half is probably a bit of a harsh score, but you can't forget about the thumbs up and the smile. I should also add that um, this movie goes on top of that list from earlier. So it goes Snyder, Snyder Cut, Suicide Squad, Squad Justice, Justice League, ju- uh, Justice Cut. And um, those three are all really, honestly, pretty darn equal for me overall. But, but with Snyder, Snyder Cut be being, a, you know, like a little a bit, bit heads, and, heads and tails above the other two. And then falling behind everybody it would be Batman versus Superman. Chapter
0: 6 Things of Note Loose Ends. My epilogue. Well, let's start off with um, some notes that I think are maybe kind of obvious, but should be said. And and others have said some of this too. This is not the same cut that we would have gotten a few years back. We still don't know for sure, in all cases, in, the, in that original cut, which scenes were Zack Snyder's and which were Joss Whedon's. Heck, I wouldn't even be surprised if Snyder had the ability to use some of Joss Whedon cut in this movie, but I haven't seen anybody point out to any evidence that that's what happened, and seeing what Joss Whedon did with the Snyder cut, that's probably unlikely. Snyder made an entirely new cut of this movie. This isn't what we would have seen in theaters, Uh, and he, he was able to do that with the knowledge of reactions to things from that first cut, things that maybe were his. This leaves room for speculation. I'd still be careful on assuming who is responsible for what.
1: Most specifically for, for the, the Joss cut.
0: I found it odd how when the Flash comes from the future to tell Batman, Master Detective Batman, that Lois Lane is the key, quote-unquote, Batman just, uh, he he ignores it. Wouldn't you think? Hmm... Maybe we should put that key under 24-7 watch and surveillance.
1: That That was so so close to to falling into into a a Sean Connery voice there. Missed Missed opportunity.
0: opportunity. Darn it. Especially considering it involves Superman, the one guy, and, and, and it's the woman that he's in love with, who is the one guy who can up and kill all of you and everything so easily. Wouldn't Master Detective Superman think of at least asking the source of that message, who he works with, what they might think that they meant by that clue? To me, it's pretty evident that this means that probably Luther kidnaps or kills Lois Lane to trigger Superman to make him turn against humanity. Batman is having visions of this occurring, isn't he? So you'd think he might, at least based on his visions, put one and two together.
1: I guess it's made clear in the epilogue that Lois died, and I must have missed that part. I'm not sure if they revealed how she died, or dies, in the future at that point. Unfortunately, I don't have the ability to quickly rewatch anything in the movie, and taking notes was nearly impossible due to said puppy sitting.
0: I can't say this specifically without potentially spoiling things. I'm going to be a little bit generic here, but if you've seen the Snyder Cut, the flashes move towards the end of the movie that no one could have seen coming, we know Superman can do that too, and he was closer to ground zero. Why the hell didn't Superman do something first? I do love that scene cinematically and that is um, one of the aforementioned scores that I absolutely loved in this movie along with the hot dog song an absolutely soul-reaching rendition or cover whatever you want to say of Song of the Siren originally written and performed by Tim Buckley this version in the movie is original for the movie and it was done by a lady by the name of Rose Betts R-O-S-E-B-E-T-T-S while I'm at it I should credit the other song that I talked about earlier. It is called "At the Speed of Force," or not not that I talked about that I was just talking about. Um, it's called "At the Speed of Force" by Tom Hulkenborg. Holkenborg, H O L K E N B O R G. Since I'm spelling everybody's names out, really, really good track too from the movie that stood out to me. Before we wrap this up, in part, and possibly the entire reason that. Zack Snyder was unable to finish this project in the first place was because of the loss of his 20-year-old daughter, Autumn, who he lost to suicide. As I was typing up my script here, um, my eyes were welling up um, because not only did a father lose his daughter, as well as all of the other familial connections, of course. Not only did a young woman suffer to the point that she took her own life, but, like many of us, I, too, have lost someone near and dear to my heart from suicide, and it sucks. There's no other way to put it. It sucks. And all you can do is hope that they're now resting peacefully and... You know, that those who loved them the most... Those who are closest to them, thankfully, who I lost, you know, wasn't a family member at least, but that only lessens the hurt so much. Um, You you can just only hope that the loved ones around them are okay. Zach, if if for some reason you were to ever listen to this, I hope that you are doing all right, and I'm so sorry for your loss.
1: And And the same goes for any of you listening, listening that. that can also relate on you know any level of course
0: and i really hate ending this on uh, such a somber note like that but probably better than beginning it on that note and i do think it is important enough to be said for those who might not be familiar with the situation so
1: i had originally suggested that you just like listen to that song at the speed of force the speed of force Add, it? Anyways, I don't even know if I was seen the title correctly before, but it's The Speed Force. The Speed of Force. Look at that. But here in the Steve Cut, we ain't ending this like that! I've got one more piece of commentary to add to the whole Snyder Cut thing. I'm pretty sure that I personally would have preferred if we would have gotten the eight hour version that was rumored to be HBO Max's plans um, for release at one point. They were going to do what I assume would have ended up as like a six to nine episode like mini series. Fun facts here. Snyder said at one point that he had a 17 hour version of this movie and that there are probably 10 different Iterations, Snyder cuts that currently exist. Regardless, once you get past three-ish hours in a movie, you just you might as well just go all the way so you can fully flesh out your story. A partially fleshed-out story is still only partially fleshed out, whether you fleshed out forty percent of it or eighty percent of it. This is the last bit of the uh, Steve cut here. I too have a three-hour version cut. But, uh, that would be a lot more work, and I definitely have to watch it again. So I'm just going to toss you over for the last 40 seconds of the original
0: cut. That's all I've got on this movie that I'm putting out. Maybe someday, if this movie lasts the test of time, I'll, uh, revisit it and do a little more deeper dive into it. For some reason, people are asking for it, but, uh, coming hopefully soon, I'm going to start writing up on um, whatever the name of it, Kong vs. Zilla. I also got to watch that a few days ago. I don't know if I have enough, really, to do a short review on that alone, or maybe I'll include that in a game show. Uh, thank you all for listening. Take care. Love ya. Peace. can be found in the description for this episode uh, for this song that I just played.